All right, welcome in, everyone. Welcome to the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. Proud to be presented by PFP and Frederick Players Fitness and Performance. On this week's episode, we'll talk to uh, Brunswick softball coach Kevin Raybot. Uh, the Railroaders are in uh, the regional final for the second time in three years, and they're bidding for their first regional championship in school history for softball on Friday against Allegheny uh, in Williamsport. Uh, but first, uh, FNP sports writer uh, John Cannon joins me. And John, we have a lot of playoff uh, matchups and, and, and games to discuss here. Uh, but first, uh, you, you wrote a story about changes to the football playoffs, and I wanted to get um, your, your your take on that. Uh, first, explain to everyone what is actually happening with the football playoffs. Yeah, they're going to expand from, um, well, in the past, and each you have four classifications in Maryland, one, class one, class two, class three, class four. Um, and, and you have four regions in each of those classes. And in the, in the past, you had four teams in each region made the playoffs. Now uh, that's doubling to eight teams. So basically you're going to have twice as many teams make the playoffs now in Maryland football playoffs. Um, so you're going to have eight teams in each region. That's a big change. And then what's going to happen, um, in the past, you only had one team emerge from the region and uh, see, you'd have a regional champ, and they would go into the state semis. Now what they're going to do, they're going to have eight teams in each region, and they're going to basically declare co-region champs. So you're going to have your top two teams in the region. And instead of having those two t- regional co- or semifinalists play each other, they're going to be declared co- co-region champs and go on to the state quarterfinals. Uh, so you c- you'll have two teams from each region making the state quarterfinals, and once in the quarterfinals, those teams will all be reseeded. And uh, they will uh, – so you potentially could have two Frederick County teams playing in a state championship game. That's that's a possibility now. And the regular season is being shorted uh, – yeah. is being shortened, excuse me, yes. to, to to accommodate that extra week of playoffs, yes. right? Yes, it's going from a 10-game schedule to a 9-game schedule because all the, the, the alternative would have been to have them play a week later and then you're into you know, mid-December or thereabouts. You don't want to do that, so they're going to be – so what would have been week 10 will now be the first week of the playoffs, the regional playoffs. Yeah. The obvious question is, how is this being received by uh, the Frederick County football coaches? Uh, overall, they like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, nothing's perfect, but I mean, they're all really good with it. I think they, they, uh, they all seem to like the idea of uh, teams being reseeded, of having the final eight teams in the uh, each class uh, seated instead of the final four. And uh, that way, you you know, you I mean, look, we around here we've had years uh, like, Two years ago, where uh, you know Walkersville and Damascus played in a regional championship game, and they're probably the two best two A teams in the state, but they're playing in a regional championship game now. You 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 take away that that possibility. And before that, in 2011, 2012, yeah, Middletown and Walkersville mm-hmm. probably the two best two A teams. They were playing in the regional final uh, too. Uh, a- another perk for some of our better schools is some of these schools like Ligonier, Oakdale, when they're really good, they have trouble scheduling opponents because no, no one wants to play to them right. no one wants to play them no one wants to take the loss and, mm-hmm. and, and, and get beat up but now that's one less game they have to fill on their regular season they don't have to go out of county and, and mm-hmm. beg people to play them quite as much because the regular season schedule is only nine games so uh, it, it seems like it's going to be a good move and mm-hmm. uh, there'll be more teams that make the football playoffs so maybe you could get in with a lesser record is mm-hmm. is i think kurt stein told you which may be a mm-hmm. bit of a drawback because you don't have to be quite as good to make the play Playoffs, but right. but I, I think we'll get the best two teams more often right. playing for the state title. And there are so. two and there are two ways to look at that. And he's right. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have some mediocre teams make the playoffs. You're also going to have uh, some teams that maybe uh, like Middletown a couple years ago. They uh, they had a pretty solid, a good team, and they didn't make it. They were, they were seven and three, and I'm going to say their losses were to 
Walkersville, that great Walkersville team that lost to Damascus, Linganore, who won a state title in 3A, and Oakdale, who uh, beat Linganore and had a, a darn good team too. And, you know, so, and they didn't make the playoffs. They're 7-3 and three and barely missed out. So you know, a team like them makes it now. And who knows? You know, maybe they, see, maybe they knock somebody off. All right. Uh, spring playoffs are in full swing. We're getting into the latter stages of, of all of the tournaments now. Uh, surprisingly, here in Frederick County, lacrosse season has come to a abrupt end. Uh, we we had four teams reach the regional finals: Middletown Girls, Tuscarora Girls, our Urbana Boys, and the Ligonor Boys, and they're all out now uh, after after losing on uh, Wednesday. Uh, you were in Westminster at the Ligonor um, uh, Westminster Boys game. I think the final score was fifteen to fourteen, a closely contested game as expected. Um, what did that game come down to really great game um boy <laughs> Lingenor just got on a little bit of a roll or excuse me Westminster got on a uh, little bit of a roll there and they passed them I mean two great teams and they really they both played their guts out and uh, uh just Lingenor got that little bit of a roll Ling- or Westminster excuse me Westminster had a really a great goalie um by the name of Logan Covey um, Lingenor is always good too, but this 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 Westminster guy just uh, he's got just something else. I remember they, these te- teams played last year in the regional championship, and again that got the goalie came up huge, and that was an overtime game. Um, never get tired of seeing those two teams play; they're just it's great lacrosse. Following the game from afar, it seemed like it seemed to be a real game of runs. I mean, mm-hmm. Lingenor would score three straight goals, and then Westminster would come back. Westminster would score a bunch, and mm-hmm. then Lingenor would come back. So it seemed to be a real mm-hmm. seesaw back and forth game. Yes, yes, it was, and and Westminster's defense. I mean, they um they uh they they really put the, tried to put the clamps on Roman Laraca. Uh, they had a guy, uh, boy, I wish I remembered his, his name and number twenty two. Just did, did a good job of sticking with Roman, who still got you know got his goals, but they they made made it tough on him. And and Lincolnor with their fantastic faceoff man, uh, Will Coletti, mm-hmm. uh, that really played into their favor yeah. too. And we, that's something that Westminster had to counter because they had to get possession somehow. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. They had a guy come in; he was a freshman, and he he'd like brace his leg down, and like th- him and Will would be like locked with the ball between them for like in one point over thirty seconds. <laughs> and what and what the kid was doing, he was trying to keep keep the ball there until you know the other players came in and in hopes that when it became loose they'd have more people trying to battle for the loose ball. And it was a, and, and again Will still did well on very well on face offs, but they kept him from completely destroying them on face offs. Yeah, our other lacrosse teams I think just ran into better teams. Uh the Urbana boys maybe maybe they, they were the better team against mm-hmm. Howard, but but uh, Howard's goalie was fantastic. Urbana had a shot ring off the lower half of the crossbar in that game. So that game could have easily gone in Urbana's favor with with a more favorable bounce or two. Mm-hmm. And the Middletown girls, uh, terrific season, uh, a juggernaut offensive team uh, all season long. But they ran into a fantastic defensive team in South Carroll. And they were held to two goals on their home field, which was by far their lowest total on the, on the home field all season long. Mm-hmm. And then the Westminster girls, another traditional power, um, beat Tuscarora. Uh, and Tuscarora was making its first appearance in, in the uh, regional final. So mm-hmm. so progress made uh, for, for all these teams, but, but lacrosse season suddenly over here in Frederick County. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a number of games uh, still, to ta- still to take place over this next week. Uh, we have three regional softball finals. Uh, Oakdale uh, will, will play at Middletown. Uh, Brunswick uh, will will play Allegheny, as we mentioned. Uh, they'll be in Williamsport. And uh, Ligonor girls, uh, many thought this would be a down season mm-hmm. uh, for them, but they've really had a great second half of the season. 
and they'll play at Manchester Valley in the 3A uh, softball final. Brunswick is 1A, and, and Middletown Oakdale will play for the 2A championship. Well, what's your take on Lincoln? Are you sort of surprised to see him there? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I and They're always good. Uh, they were down earlier in the season, but uh, – uh, I saw them play Catoctin, and they just had a bad day. And uh, I just I've, I followed them all year, though, what they've been doing. And, as this, and they had so many young players that they were relying on early in the year. And I mean, like freshmen and sophomores. And they were doing pretty good. And as the year went on, they kept getting better and better. And uh, you know, now, not just for this year, but think about next year and the next couple of years, they could be in a pretty good position. Uh, 2A Oakdale is going to play Middletown. Middletown's a completely different team since they got their pitcher back. Victoria McLean, she had an injury that she suffered before the season, kept her out really for the first half of the season. But since they've gotten her back, Middletown's been close to close to unbeatable. And they'll host Oakdale. And then uh, uh, Brunswick uh, going mm-hmm. for their first uh, championship in 1A. We'll talk to Coach Raybot about that in a few minutes. But were, were you surprised to see Catoctin lose the clear spring? I mean, Catoctin, all the teams that are so alive are good, but, I mean, our top two teams were Catoctin and Urbana, and now they're both ousted. Right, because right? Urbana lost a one-run yeah. uh, uh, game in the regional semis to Sherwood, I, I, I believe, beat yeah. them 4-3. to three. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it, it's surprising not to see Catoctin and um, – and uh, Urbana there. I know Brunswick was relieved not to have to play Catoctin in the regional final, but they, they or the regional semifinals. Uh, they they played Clear Spring and they beat them four to nothing. So. That, that would have been a great matchup to see though to see those two teams play again. I mean for a regional title, because yeah. it wouldn't it would have been for a semifinal. But yeah. So. In, in baseball, two uh, A uh, Oakdale will play at Middletown. Middletown's the defending state champions, and uh, TJ. <laughs> uh, um, uh, one states last year as well. They're they're back. They always play so well under Coach Billy Gross at this time of year, and they will play Westminster uh, in, in the three A West um, uh, uh, baseball uh, championship game. Uh, tennis regionals are, are are different this year. Our, our teams are more spread out, um, and uh, and more every every team is now represented in tennis. Um, they're, they're allowed to send a fewer number of representatives, but um, but. Um, Every every team is represented in tennis. Two uh, A West is at Baker Park, and and, and the other schools are spread out uh, across the state. Uh, track regional finals uh, uh, are uh, this weekend. Uh, Oakdale will host the second half of the Two uh, A West meet on Friday, and then uh, state track will be next week, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Morgan State. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, John, or anything else you're looking for, or any any other comments? I'm cu- I'm curious about tennis with the new format because I mean. In, in the history of, of Maryland tennis, I believe Frederick County's only had two state champs. They've both been girls singles. And it'll be interesting to see now that they've expanded that to four classifications because in the past you just had the single classification. Uh, it might give us a chance to get some more state champs or at least contenders, and that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you have Ronnie Jones of Oakdale who uh, decided to play tennis uh, her, for her high school team her senior year. She's mm-hmm. played tennis for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a year-round player, uh, but just for more of a little for more of a team aspect and just to be a part of a high school tennis team she decided to play for oakdale this year and she's been fantastic won won, won the fcps uh singles title this week and and, and has wins over the top players in the county uh this year so because our, our yeah our last state champ was kate the katie schaefer from uh, lingonor lingonor yeah I, I think so yeah that's not, that sounds right yeah it was like a while ago so yeah be interesting so over the next week well we'll have regional and state titles decided so uh, John, as always, uh, thank you, and we, we will be right back here on The Final Score with Brunswick softball coach Kevin Raybot. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. 
I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. Want to welcome onto the program uh, Kevin Raybot, the softball coach at Brunswick High School. On Friday, the Railroaders will play in the 1A West Regional Championship game at Kemp's Mills Softball Complex in Williamsport. They'll take on the Section 1 champion, either top-seeded Allegheny or second-seeded Northern Garrett. It's Brunswick's uh, second trip to the regional final in the last three years, and the Railroaders are seeking their first regional title in softball. Coach Raybot, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, before I ask about your team, uh, you, you told me you are not really a podcast guy per se, but you are not unfamiliar with this uh, type of work. Uh, you do some broadcast work, and uh, you can tell you have that nice uh, baritone uh, to your voice. Uh, tell tell us what it is uh, you do uh, in, in your day job. Uh, I voice uh, commercials and imaging for television and radio stations generally. Okay, I, a few uh, other things, a few other things, but mainly that's it. That, that, that sounds like a fun line of work. How, how, how'd you get into that? Well, my father was uh, uh, did uh, commercials and was in broadcasting, so I, I had that uh, growing up. I worked in radio for uh, oh, probably about fifteen years, and then got out and did uh, something else, and then uh, that was that was record promotion. I did that for about twenty years, and I got tired of doing that, and I made a studio in my. Uh, a building on my property and uh, started doing voice work probably about 13 years ago. Uh, what, what, what type of commercials do you do? Are, 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 are they fun products? I mean, are, are they, uh, Oh, it's, you know, every day it's something different. I mean, you know, I could do a, um, a commercial for, uh, you know, some kind of uh, demolition derby at one minute and do something for a, uh, uh, you know, a, a nursing home the next minute. It doesn't, you know, it's just, it's uh, pretty nonstop and very varied. It, 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 is it a fun job? I mean, you must you must enjoy doing it. Well, it's not hard, <laughs> That's, which is nice. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not out there with a shovel in my hand, which is uh, a lot more difficult. So it's no, it's it's. I've been doing it for a while, and it's uh, it's a uh, it's a nice way to make a couple bucks. Sure. And and do you ever stop yourself and and say, I can't believe I'm doing a commercial for this product for for product X. We'll call it. Uh, occasionally, uh, yeah, that does happen. Yeah. All right. Your team is uh, fifteen and four. On Wednesday, you earned a four nothing victory over Clear Spring. Uh, Clear Spring, of course, is the team that knocked off your great rival uh, Catoctin. How did you feel walking off the field after that four nothing win on Wednesday? No, oh, I, I felt great. I'm so happy for the young ladies. They put so much hard work in. I mean, it's really it's all about them. It's it's not at all about me. Yeah, and in, in the previous round, you beat Boonesboro three to two. Only had three hits in that game, but you made them count. Yeah. Uh, uh, Katie Lang, uh, your senior pitcher, tossed the complete game for you. She struck out five, and then she followed that up with twelve strikeouts against Clear Spring. Uh, what what makes Katie such a great pitcher? Well, she's um, she's been doing it for a while, and the, that experience pays off. Uh, she's played a lot of travel ball and been in so many you know important games that it, it doesn't really phase her. 
she doesn't get rattled when things happen, and uh, and obviously she's good at what she does. Yeah, I mean, and and, and her arm too. I mean, uh, pitching that well on back to back days that, that that's a remarkable accomplishment. It it is, and I I kept telling her, let me know if you're tired and are you okay, and she looked at me like I was a crazy person. So, right. <laughs> Do you often get that look from 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 your players, like like you're a crazy person? Yeah. Uh, generally, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you don't have a deep bullpen. I mean, uh, you guys have done this this season with only 10 players on the roster. So so really, like, any misstep, any any pain that might surface, I mean, that, that, that could be really bad news for you guys. So, uh, Well, just... we, started, we started the year with 10 players on varsity and uh, nine players on JV. And there was a game not too far into the season, a JV game, where two of the players broke their fingers uh, – independent of each other in the exact same kind of break. One was a middle finger and one was a pinky. And that effectively killed the JV program because we didn't have enough girls. So um, we do have six girls that came up from the JV program and joined varsity. And while the 10 players that were on varsity are generally the ones that always that start, um, you know, we do have those other young ladies in reserve, which has been very helpful. And um, they've been used for a lot of base running, some very fast players. And uh, But we do have four pitchers of the 10 original varsity players. So we do have four pitchers, which is pretty amazing. So Right. I mean, and they've all, done, they've all done very well. Have you had some other close um, calls with injuries? I mean, have you really had to hold your breath uh, really throughout every game this season? No, we haven't. Um, uh, Daisy Gardner started off with she hurt her ankle uh, playing basketball, uh, high school basketball. She uh, had a like a stress fracture and uh, you know a badly turned ankle. So she started the season, um, you know, kind of gimpy, but um, she's you know 100 percent now. And other than that, everybody's been fine. Yeah, I know, I know Daisy was really toughing it out for you in, in some of those uh, early games the, this season. Uh, uh, running the bases on that bad ankle, uh, uh, she, she she really uh, came through for you in a, in a big way there. Um, I did want to ask you about a couple of your other players. Uh, Abigail Perry, uh, your junior shortstop, um, she's your leadoff hitter as well, and and she just really excels in getting on base. I believe in the Boonsboro game the other day, she walked three times and and she scored twice. Uh, uh, just tell us about Abigail and and what makes her so effective. Well, she's a very very smart base runner, which is. Um, it's a, it's kind of a gift. Uh, um, I coached baseball for a long time two of my sons played and, and then I started coaching softball and, and when you see somebody that's, um, has a natural gift for base running, it's, it's, it's kind of special and it, it's not necessarily the fastest person, although she is very fast. Um, but it, it's just an intelligence of knowing what you can get away with and what you can do at what point, And she's very good at that. Yeah, and, and I wanted to ask you about Daisy too. Uh, she's another one of your seniors. Uh, just, just what makes Daisy the player she is? Uh, Daisy has has matured very well in the last year. Um, we we talk a lot about um, team, and we stress a lot about uh, being a great teammate, and that she's really excelled at that and gotten so much more confidence over the past year. And uh, I think I think that her confidence and how she is as a teammate is really what she's excelling at. Yeah, 
And, and you have uh, sisters on the team too, a couple of sophomores, yeah. Emily and uh, yep. Ellen uh, Stockman. Yeah, we have two sets of twins, which is uh, is interesting. Let's say that. Uh, uh, on, uh, on such uh, a small team that? too, yeah, yeah on, on such a small team as well, as well yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your question regarding uh, uh, and Ellen? Uh, just, just tell us about them. Oh, they they work really hard, and um, softball is very important to them, and they're a great tandem as one is a pitcher and one is a catcher. Um, and when they're not pitching or catching, uh, Emily plays third base, and Ellen generally plays second base. Do you ever have uh, problems uh, telling them apart, or, or is, is it pretty easy uh, w- w- with your with your twins on the team? Um, <laughs> I work very hard at trying to make sure I know which one's which, but it's not always easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, earlier in the season, uh, Kevin, uh, you guys had a home win over Boonesboro. I think it was seven to six. Um, uh, you, you had a, you had a base hit in the, in in the late innings uh, to win you that game, and and, and I and I saw that game. I was on your home field, and and I asked you about your team, and uh, you, you had to sort of catch yourself there because you said you would get emotional uh, t- uh, talking about them. Just just what does coaching this group of girls uh, uh, mean to you? Well, I'm, I might get emotional talking about it now. Um... It's a privilege. Um, myself and my assistant coaches, we have the, the huge privilege and honor of being able to impact these young ladies' lives. And, uh, you know, it's about softball, but it's we like to think it's a lot more than that. Um, we try and be very, very positive and um, instructional. And, you know, it's we spend so much time with them you know, almost as much as a parent might, if you think about it, because they get out of school at, you know, 2.15 and they're on the field at 2.30. And if it's just practice, we'll go for a couple hours. But if it's a game, you know, it's four or five hours and there's bus rides. And there's so we're around these girls so, so much. And we have uh, the opportunity to interact with them and to such a great degree that it really becomes um, like a family which is what a team is supposed to be in, in my mind. So everything that happens is a part of all of us. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's very rewarding when things go the way they have gone. And the thing that I'm most proud about is um, how they've really come together as a team and, uh, you know, a softball family, which is, which is, uh, we couldn't be doing what we're doing now if that wasn't the case. Yeah. And, and what do you enjoy personally the most about, about coaching these girls? Now I, I believe, um, you know, this is going to be a little out there for some, I'm sure, but I believe that part of the reason we're on this planet is to help other people. And I, I feel like the, the best way I can help the thing I'm most qualified to do is, is, is coach. So I've been doing it for a very long time. And, um, so, you know, that's how, that's how I feel. That's why I do what I do is to help them because that's kind of, like I said, kind of what we're here for. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. How long have you been coaching softball and, 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 and what made you want to start um, coaching the sport? Well, I uh, coach baseball. I have two sons. They both played baseball. One of my, my uh, younger son went on to play baseball in, in college. Uh, and then I had a daughter who, started playing softball and I, I coached her. Um, and then she stopped playing softball and then the girls that I had been coaching got into uh, high school and, um, 
and I, I'm li- I live in Middletown, and the uh, parents called me up and said, well, they don't have a JV coach in Middletown. You could, would you come do it? And so I coached JV in Middletown for three years, and then I stopped coaching to watch uh, my son play baseball in college. And uh, when that came to an end, then I really had the urge to want to coach again as I was looking at my life trying to decide, you know, what did I want, what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help. So I went around to contacted all the uh, athletic directors in two counties at baseball and softball trying to find an opening. And I got a call from the AD in Brunswick that they had an opening and I came down and talked to him. And the next thing you know, here I am as a coach and it's, it's been, uh, it's been tremendous. Yeah, this is your third season at Brunswick, and, and being a Middletown resident, it's not that, that far of a drive uh, for you. Um, what were your initial impressions of the Brunswick program when, when, when you arrived at the school? Well, I didn't really have much of an initial uh, impression. I, I was not familiar with the previous coach, and I never really had talked to her too much. And um, um, her assistant coach and JV coach, uh, George Albright is still my assistant coach and our JV coach. And, uh, you know, I, we pretty much started, I started uh, with, you know, no preconceptions and just you know, was there to help the girls and do what we could. And our first season was uh, was a real good one. Well, what what did you think the initial challenges were? What, what did you want to establish right away when, when, when you took the job? Well, you know, a sense of... Uh, a sense of competitiveness and and effort, and we talk about effort and focus and passion, um, and that's those have been, you know, the traits that I've always tried to push, you know, since since I started. It has to be important, and you have to want to do it, and you have to work hard, and uh, they've they've done that since day one, you know. As as you know, it doesn't matter how long you coach the the longer if you're not trying to get better and you're not not trying to bring new things into the program all the time you're not really getting anywhere and you know even though it's only been three years the difference from our first year to this year i think it's been huge just um in in the way we've approached the team uh from a coach's standpoint is coaching boys in baseball a lot different from coaching girls in softball? Did you really have to adjust your style or in your approach when you sort of transitioned into into softball? Uh, you know, not a whole bunch, but there, there's a, a saying that I, I think rings true, uh, which um, the boys need to play well to feel good about themselves and the girls need to feel good about themselves in order to play well. Yeah. It's kind of a... It's an interesting kind of twist, right? And, and, and sort of, how do you foster that? Well, we, you know, we we talk about um, we talk about team a lot, and and the fact that uh, you know, not only are it's not an individual thing. We're here for each other, and as long as they play for each other, and you know, you don't bring a lot of silliness into the into the dugout or onto the team of you know outside things, then. Um, you know they're they're able to focus on the on the task at hand, and it, it really makes it a lot easier. Uh, the connection you have with your players, Kevin, it, it, it seems like from what I could tell, uh, all your players really uh, like you, and, and and they really want to play for you. Um, do you really have to work hard to establish that connection when when you step into a new situation, or is that something that you've just been blessed with, and it's just sort of happened naturally for you? Oh, I don't. I don't. That's that's a hard thing to 
to analyze. I, I just I just feel like I, I try to keep their best interests at heart and, uh, you know, do the best I can. And, uh, you know, they, they, they know, I know they know how much I care about them. So um, I think that, that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't sound like it's something that you work really hard at. It's just you, you do your job and it's just something that naturally happens as, as a result. So... Uh, on Friday, you're going to face uh, either Allegheny or Northern Garrett in the regional uh, final, uh, 1A West. Uh, do, do, you, do you know much about either of those teams? We played Allegheny uh, our first year, um, and I think we were, at that time, where we were at the program, we were so happy to get that far that it was, I don't want to say overwhelming, but perhaps we weren't quite ready. And... Um, and it was a, it wasn't, uh, it was a relatively close game. We didn't get killed or anything. Uh, I don't remember what the score was, but um, you know, Allegheny's a good team, and uh, but I don't, I don't think we're going to have any of those kind of issues this year. I think we'll be able to go out and uh, do battle quite well. Yeah, I, do you feel, do you feel your more your team is more prepared uh, for for the moment now? What what's what's what are the biggest strides you guys have made in the last three years in in your time as Brunswick's coach? Well, I think their confidence and uh, that they can they can perform regardless of the circumstances, and um, you know I don't think that big moments get to us. Uh, there are less, you know, sometimes teams come out flat, and there's a lot less of that. Uh, and they're, uh, the fact that they're really working together as a team is it's just you know like I said earlier is all of it. Yeah, and uh, what would a regional title mean to you and your girls uh, breaking through to that state level for the first time? Hmm. I'm sure they'd be very happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm sure they you know, would, but I bet, but I bet you would yeah. be you would be happy too. I, I'd be happy for them because you know that's. It was interesting the other the uh, game against um, Boonesboro the other day and we were playing and I felt relaxed the whole game and I wasn't anxious and I wasn't nervous or anything like that. And then when the game was over and we had won, then all the emotions hit after that. And, uh, I found that <laughs> kind of interesting to me, but I'm, I'm sure something similar will happen uh, when we get to that point. You don't seem like a guy that gets rattled by much, Kevin. Do you get, do you get nervous during games or are you, are you, are you hanging on every pitch? I don't. I don't really get nervous because I. It's. It's. Not, there's nothing. There's very little I can do. Uh, you know. I mean. I can. You know. Call some plays and so forth. But I can't play the game for them. So, I. It, the, any nervousness. Nervousness I have is, uh, for them, hoping they'll do well, so they'll feel good and they'll be happy because that's what's important to me. But 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 you're not you're not a guy that's like you, you, you don't see you don't seem. Like you, you, you ride every every little emotion during the game. You, it no. seems like you try and stay calm and, and and steady. And and do you feel that helps the girls? I mean, when when they look at you, they 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 see someone that that is calm and steady. Well, we we as coaches of, uh, this year, and there there were times last year where you know you 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 know not everybody is emotionally perfect, and you know sometimes you get upset and and so forth. And myself and. Uh, Coach Albright and Coach Bird, and we've talked about it before the season, and I really worked very hard this year to make sure that everything we do is positive, and um, you know, on game days, 
and obviously in practice as well, but in practice there's going to be some critiques and you know teaching and so forth, and we don't do that on game days. Uh, we may point out little things here and there, but we, we try to remain in, as positive as humanly possible because negativity during a game is helpful to no one. Right. And uh, before I let you go, um, does anyone ever ask you to record a, a, a voice message for them? Does, that, does anyone ever hand you their phone and say, could you please record my, uh, my voicemail for me? <laughs> no, no, but on occasion I do do that as uh, part of my job. You do? do some voicemails. Yeah, sometimes for, uh, you know, not for free, but um, you know, I'll get a I'll get a job. If somebody wants me to do their answering machine at a business or something. That happens. Yeah, but but yeah, but your voice obviously is very distinguished. So do people? Is that a big conversation point? Do people often ask you about nah, your voice? Not, not really. Eh, that doesn't happen much. All right. Well, if I need, I think, unfortunately, I think I think sometimes because my voice is kind of deep and and loud. Um, People can find it intimidating, or you know, or players. But after they get to know me, I, I think that wears off. And, and, and you're primarily doing radio spots or TV spots, or like if if if, if someone's watching TV, might, might they hear a voice that sounds familiar to them, or or on the radio? Occasion, occasionally, most of the stuff is that I do is local. There's not too much national uh, stuff that you'd hear, um, but uh, yeah, you occasionally you'll hear me. Okay. Well, Kevin, if I ever need a new voicemail, if I never need a uh, new recording on my uh, on my phone, uh, you might be the person I turn to. So, well, I'll be here. Well, we wish you uh, we wish you uh, 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 luck in the uh, regional final. Uh, congratulations on all your success this season, and and, and thanks for a few minutes of your time uh, uh, this morning here on the Final Score Podcast. Uh, my pleasure. That's Kevin Raybot, uh, Brunswick High softball coach. I uh, also want to thank uh, Graham Cullen uh, uh, for producing the podcast and all of you for listening. Uh, our, our, our numbers are, go- are going up, and, and we greatly appreciate that as well. And we want to pass along a thanks to our fine sponsor, uh, Players Fitness and Performance, PFP in Frederick. I'm Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, and we'll see you next week back here on The Final Score.